magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Good day, Robert. I think we're going to be joined by Abdul Akib Shabazz here in just a little bit. But for the for now, it's just our two beautiful faces. <laughs> Voices. And uh, yes, whichever. Uh, all right, so let's start with, you've known Mike Pence for a long time. Yeah, long time, college. I remember years ago when I worked in the State House, you guys did the reading of something together. There were all sorts of children around. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, what was that? Uh, way back in 1996, 1997, I think it was, that we uh, that that I, I brought a state house celebration where we celebrated uh, Indiana's birthday. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, First Lady Judy O'Bannon and I uh, marshaled it and... and uh, and then when when uh, Mike became governor, uh, we we uh, it was just we had six hundred kids in the state house uh, celebrating statehood day. Yeah, what day is that? Do you remember? December eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> your knowledge since you did. I'm the, old, but since you brought it forward. December eleventh, eighteen sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, and you obviously were the uh, number two guy in the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, and you were in the Senate for thirty years. So I figured you guys would. Uh, were you know amigos or palskis or whatever? It's a bar- bizarre end for Mike Pence, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's it's a struggle, and um, I feel for him. I I think that, uh, and it's it's a well worn phrase, but he's a good good and decent fella, and uh, uh, and he has lots to offer. I I just I feel bad for his his presidential campaign right now. Well, it so here is. Let's get. Let's start here. I was trying to figure out where to start with this politics, and you can expand on this because you were in politics a lot longer than I was in politics. I got out of it because of what I'm about to say to you. Politics does weird things to people, and I think politics takes what you are at your core, and in many ways warps that because people feel the need to be in politics. And so I got out of it for two reasons. One, I was going to die of a stroke or a heart attack before before I turned 35 because I lived it every single day and I took uh I took the job personally and I was invested in it 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I also did not want to ever not become what I am at my core. And I saw that happen to too many people. And I think that's what happened. This happened to Mike Pence. I do agree with you. I think there was a time where I think Mike Pence was a really good dude. I think politics has made him a shell of what he once was as a person because this, and we'll get into it here in a second, this bizarre attack now on Trump 
and what he has morphed into is is it's a very sad way to see him go out. It, it is sad because he has so much to offer, and his principles uh, through the years have been sturdy. And and uh, you you could always you could always know in, in your heart when you walk you 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 watch Mike Pence you know what you're getting, and and uh, he was out at the state fair yesterday, and I'm sure he saw a lot of old friends, and uh, and and he made a speech, and and those remarks just seemed kind of odd coming out of his mouth, and, and because that's not the Mike Pence that we all know, that's not the Mike Pence that you. That he loved county fairs, and and uh, I'm I'm disappointed because uh, politics needs uh, someone like Mike Pence. Uh, they need we need somebody of principled nature. We need somebody that's a really great order. Uh, and and uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people on that stage uh, in Milwaukee uh, when the presidential candidate. He, he may not be one of them. He might not be one of them, and uh, that would be and and I think. I think whoever said it, and it might have been Christie, might have been someone else. That if you're not if you're not competitive, get out of the way. Yeah. And uh, it was Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney. I think wrote a big Mitt old, Romney big said op- that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think a lot of I like Asa Hutchinson. I think he probably said it as well. It remains to be seen if he can get the signatures, if he can get the if if he can go along with the the protocols that get you on that stage and. And um, you know he's he's a good man. I just wish that that uh, he was running a better uh, national campaign. So, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, so Mike Pence obviously is running for president. He has struggled mightily. He's you know two percent, one percent in a lot of polls, three percent maybe in some. He has not received forty thousand individual donors, which is required to get on the debate stage coming up August twenty third in Milwaukee, that's a total indictment of him, right? He can't find 40,000 people to give him $1. I think that is a, I think that is a, a quality um, protocol to get on the stage because if you recall, back in, in 2016, weren't there like 16 candidates up on that stage? And, and you just had to have beating heart. And I, th- I, think, I think it was wise for the Republican Party to um, have these – uh, these standards, if you will, these regulations, so that if you have support out there, you get on that stage. Hey, look who it is. Good morning. My, my man, <laughs> Slim. Uh, Abdul Aqib Shabazz joins us. You know him from IndiePolitics.org. Uh, Abdul, as you may uh, be aware now that you're joining us, we're talking about a sub- subject that just uh, breaks my heart. It's the end of Mike Pence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, look, you kind of heard Jim's comments there. It is a bizarre end for Mike Pence that – you go from vice president of the United States to not being able to get 40,000 donors or begging for $1 to get 40,000 donors and then just saying things that there's all sorts of video evidence you believed the exact opposite not all that long ago. Well, I don't think Pence, Pence's career is necessarily over because I think Mike Pence's next career is going to be witness number one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's He's like going to be Sammy the Bull Gravano, right? <laughs> yeah, because uh, apparently when uh, Pence met with the president doing all the you know insurrection, overthrow the government type deal, he took copious notes and very, very copious notes. And that's one thing Mike has always been really good at is, take, is uh, attention to detail. And so when uh, the special counsel got a hold of those notes, like, uh, Mr. Pence, I think you're going to probably be a witness. So, well, so, so, so don't worry. You, 
You you may not see Mike Pence in prime time, but you will see him throughout the day at the when the when the hearings try. But you covered this guy for years as a congressman, and then obviously as governor of the state. And before you got in here, Jim and I were talking about how politics makes people do weird stuff, and in many ways compromise what they are, what they intended to be. And it's it's just it's sad to see a guy who so needs or wants to be president, or is mad he won't be president, or whatever. To be begging for one dollar, and he's saying things that are the exact opposite. I mean, January fourth in Georgia, I stand with Trump. I have all these concerns about the election. We're going to vet all these concerns. We're going to look at all these concerns. We're going to dig into this. We're going to dig it. It's not like this was, you know, seven years before January sixth. It's two days before he's saying the thing that now he goes, well, he violated his oath to the Constitution and practically says the guy should be in prison. Well, with the with the one dollar thing, I think it's interesting because I just got an email from Mike Pence's campaign a few minutes ago, like, hey, can you give me a dollar? I'm like, give me a dollar for what <laughs> like, oh that that thing yeah because i'm a, and by the way it's not that i'm supporting mike pence i get everybody's presidential yeah sure. emails because because of my day job so so there's that uh on the january 4th thing it'll be interesting uh if mike pence is called to the witness stand mr pence what was your what was in your thought process on january 4th what did you see on what was your thought process on january 5th and what was your thought process on january 6th and January 7th after. Because you, you can't say, oh, well, these crackpot attorneys, which is what he said yesterday, because you knew what the strategy was on January the 4th. And he said literally, quote, I stand with Donald Trump. He knew exactly what the strategy was. Well, I don't, I don't think I won't say Mike knew exactly what the strategy was, but he was right on crackpot attorneys. Yeah. I read the, uh, affidavit, the the complaint several times. I was just like, wow, how can you be so bold and so brazen? And have a pair of brass, you know what, this he, he, this big. He had the same attorneys on January 4th that he did on January 6th, and he did after January 6th. It's just, Jim, let's go back. So why why is that? You were around a lot of these politicians. You always remain the same likable guy throughout your entire time. Too likable, in fact. <laughs> and uh, but, but why do so many people just kind of morph out of... What they once were because because of politics. Well, include me in that. I, I, if, in my career, uh, frustration brings out difficulty in in in, in considering how to uh, address situations. And there were a couple times in the mayor campaign that I did things that I ordinarily wouldn't do because of my nature. And and uh, I think it co- comes down to frustration. It comes down to. Uh, um, uh, fear, uh, an emotion, uh, a, a panic, and um, and I, I think I think it, it, you you are so set in a strategy to win, uh, to accomplish that sometimes you just kind of you 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 kind of leave your senses a little bit. Well, what I found in politics uh, as a reporter, commentator, and most recently as a candidate is the hardest and the easiest thing to do is to be yourself. What do you mean by that? Well, because number one. People like you because you're you. Yeah. Yes. If people are going to be attracted to you is because who you are. It's, it's the old, like, can't have a beer with this guy. Yeah. That means you like him, you want to talk to him, et cetera, et cetera. However, there are some other things in politics where if you yourself, it's like, okay, how is this going to fly over with the voters? It's probably not going to fly. How do I adjust? How do I coordinate now? Now, some people can adjust, you know, sort of adapt reasonably. Like, okay, my position is this, but we can morph it into this, and I'm still intellectually consistent, as opposed to just a wholesale change whenever somebody tells them i'm going to be the next donald trump or barack obama like first of all you can't be because they're all they're unique individuals right. so there's no way you could be them so be yourself just yeah. 
Just, just well, be yourself, but also have self-awareness as to what's going on. Well, I, I think since we're being honest about this and our listeners expect that from me and, and you two, uh, during the mayor campaign in 19, I said something personal about uh, Joe Hogsett. Good. It, well, it, it was outside. Should have said more. It's, it was outside the bounds. And I regret it. I re- and I told Joe that. I told everybody at the time. Uh, and, and I still regret it because that's just not me. And I think, Abdul, you're right. You, 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 uh, and I'm sure people, when the campaign went to that point, people were going, Merritt's not like that. And I, and I, and I corrected the, the record and I went forward. And, uh, sometimes, sometimes you just, you make mistakes. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's switch over to the uh, governor's race. We've got five in, soon to be six and Eric Doden is now on TV's announced, I believe it's going to be up to a $2 million ad buy <laughs> in, Fort, in, Fort Wayne, in Fort Wayne and South Bend. Uh, okay, so let's, first of all, I've seen the ad. It says absolutely not. I mean, it's the most generic say nothing ad. It's, 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 it's <laughs> and then, and that, and it's for, for what Eric Doden is doing is he's doing his introductory ad, is what he's doing. It's, like, is it a bio? Yeah, yeah. Who is it? My grand when we ever say, whenever the ad starts with my grandfather taught me. Oh good. Uh, I, I grew up mm-hmm. in a small town. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned the values of hard work and mm-hmm. faith, and I've carried those into my business, into my gubernatorial <laughs> life. And if you elect me as governor, you can trust me because John chapter three fifteen ninety five said oh, blah, oh, blah blah. Okay, blah. We, we've actually got the ad here. Would you guys like to hear it? Absolutely. Sure. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. The grandson of a preacher, Eric Doden, learned early the wisdom of the Book of James. Faith is the foundation and actions put faith to work. That's why Eric Doden has been a man on a mission his whole life, a devoted family man and pro-life champion, a job creator who's rebuilt communities. Eric Doden is a visionary leader devoted to giving Hoosiers an even better way of life. And that's what he'll do as governor. Eric Doden for governor. The gr- so, uh, wait, wait, did, 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 what, what did I tell you? <clears throat> Okay, so my question on this, because you guys and I'll, uh, Abdul, I'll let you go first, then you, Jim. You've run ads. You've covered people who've run ads. That ad told me nothing. Yeah. Like, I already knew you were running for governor, but what are you going to – there's nothing. No property tax, no gas tax, no growth of government, no you know economic development. I mean, there's nothing. Educate – nothing. See, but, but you're not the audience for that ad, though. You're not the audience. People like us, we live in the bubble, so we know with all this stuff all the time. That ad is not for people like us. That as for people like my wife, Sand, who lives up in Fort Wayne, doesn't necessarily pay attention to a whole lot of politics, but still watches the news. And so, like, hey, who's this guy? But if somebody knows you're running for governor, that doesn't mean you're, they're going to vote for you running for governor. No, no, but see, but the governor's race is still, what, 18 months out. Not what? for the primary. May? You're less than a year away from the primary. You're well, 10 months away. Well, still 10 months away, but still, though, most people don't start thinking about primaries until a week beforehand. Or, or, right. or a month beforehand. Right. I, I think I think if I was going to be critical of that ad, what I would be critical of is if it's a bio about you, talk to the camera. Talk, yeah. talk to the audience. Don't let some other this guy is do who it. I am. Yeah. And, and if you want to if you want to go the religious out out, you know, 
that, what are that you river and time. What are you doing with your hands right now, Mary? Some sort of, I, I, it's a struggle because I get frustrated when politicians have somebody else talk to them, talk to people. If you want a bio ad, talk to your audience, tell them who you are and what you're all about. So, Abdul, is it your theory that the public does not actually care about your policy positions? I mean, and that you may be 100% correct if indeed that is your position. Because there, well, there's well, no th- let me put it this way. When you met your wife, did you immediately start telling your policy positions or did you introduce yourself to her first? Well, she was a listener of this radio station and worked in this building. So she already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and see, she but, still went out with you. And she still married you. So, hey, <clears throat> your wife is as blind as mine. This is, this is, so, so my wife worked for the corporate side of the people who owned us. This is a true story. And when they found out on the seventh floor she was dating me, they said, you you got to be careful. He's insane. And she said, no, he's like the nicest guy ever. No, no, no. You don't understand. He's crazy. Well, it, 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 it's um, there has to be an introductory. There has to be something that, that you give to the audience so they, they know who you are. But hearing somebody else's voiceover, that to me, that just that, that just doesn't hit home. And and see, you got to hit for, home. And for me, that ad, Eric stuck with the formula, which is like, hey, I'm from a small town. My parents raised me. They taught me the value of hard work, parents. I'm going to do this for the rest of Indiana. Uh, you know, business, job creator, blah, 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 blah. He hit, he hit all the points. So, yes. so, I'll, so I'll give him that. But like I said, it's very generic and very bland because it's supposed to be. I have a Doden question for you guys because you've both, in the recent future, recent pe- future, recent past, <laughs> raised money. Mm-hmm. He got six hundred grand from his dad mm-hmm. as part of this campaign. How does that conversation go? <laughs> hey, Dad, well, I'm short a couple, a couple, couple hundred thousand bucks. Can you loan me some? Sure, yeah. son. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, is it really that simple? Maybe I mean, not loan. I mean, everybody, everybody wants their kid to succeed. I get that. But in some sense, like, my dad wanted me to succeed, so he worked a job and put a roof over my head and clothes on my back. Yeah, I'm there not was, from that world. $600,000. You know, I always think that if you're going to run for office, you've got to the, – the, the grassroots have to support you in the way of – uh, in the way of working in the election, but as well as uh, your their treasure. And uh, that's what's so great about the Milwaukee debate is that everybody on that stage, we know they have a, a, a decent amount of support around the country. And uh, getting $600,000 from your dad does not demonstrate anything like that. No, but it does give, I will say this though, uh, it does give them sort of startup money to run do, that crappy ad over and over and over. some money to run the generic ad so you can build up that grassroots support. What is it, uh, so, okay, qu- another question about uh, television ads. I would think the premise of, the, of an ad obviously is to get people to see it, but to try to generate earned media beyond what the ad buy is. So wouldn't you want to, wow, this guy has a huge idea, and now Wish TV is going to interview you about it or run an article on it. WTHR is going to do a piece on it. Abdul is going to write something about it. We're going to talk about it. Wouldn't you come out of the gate, guns blazing, and, hey, we're going to get, yeah, I may be doing a a, a half-a-million-dollar ad buy, but I'm going to get $3 million in earned media out of this. I, I think with that ad, I think I would have uh, aired that in December of last year. And I would have uh, beat that drum for a month or two with that ad rather than come out with the issue of teachers pay, which not many teachers are going to are going to vote in the May primary next year. And, and, I, see, and the other thing too on about the Republican side. Right. Which yeah, he is. Yeah. Right. And the, and the other thing too to keep in mind is he's already technically he's getting the earned media now. 
by putting the ad out. But we're, we're talk- laughing no, at no, it. No, well, no, I'm laughing at it. Because we're talking about it. I mean, it was also on uh, Capital Chronicle. It'll also be on the on the Sunday morning uh, talking head shows, you know, up in Fort Wayne, up in South Bend, up in the Northwest region, and, and Evansville and New Albany. But the thing is, the, the so he will get he will get the earned media out of it. And I don't know necessarily if the first and also remember too, ads about first impressions, because this will be the first time that most people, like I said, not in our bubble, will be like, hey, "Who's this Eric Doden guy?" And to come out sort of over the top, uh, that may work in New York or Chicago. But why would you start a campaign? on teacher pay and then go to a anti-constitutional issue like taking over Indianapolis. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't understand that campaign. For for me, that that is a campaign still trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And what, what issues will stick and what issues Yeah, and won't. how are you going to be as governor if, if that's the case? Right. And also, too, it's also reacting to whatever is in the news cycle at the time. All right. right. Uh, mm-hmm. go, uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul Keep Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government, talking about the governor's race. Uh, okay, so I have another style question for the both of you. So there have been two online polls, and you both know where I'm going with this, Mm -hmm. that Curtis Hill, who's the former attorney general, now running for governor, has won. Uh, In fairness, one was WFYI, and some one was a grassroots organization of some point. Some some sort of straw poll type thing. And he is putting those out, like he's doing tweets about them. He's, I think there's emails maybe about them. He is presenting this as though Rasmussen has done a poll and he's winning. This seems like, okay, look, I give everybody, everybody hustles in a different form or fashion. And I got to give the guy credit for, for at least trying to make this look like it's a thing, but that's, that's a little weird to take an online poll where anybody could vote and probably could figure out a way to vote more than once if they wanted to and go, look, I won. Yeah. But it's like Abdul said, the bubble we know. But somebody's going to hear that and say, oh, he's got a foundation of support. Does, is that the thing? Somebody in Lawrenceburg will see that and go, wow. Oh, yeah. First of all, I'd be surprised if anybody in Lawrenceburg sees that at all, number number one. Because like I said, it's, it's the inside class. And number two, what my issue with Curtis, and Curtis is a good friend, love him like my brother. Yeah, you've been kind of mean to him since he started. What's going on with that you guys? That Curtis. Why'd you be mean to him? I'm not being mean. I'm just sort of like, <laughs> oh, we all know who you like and who you don't. No, no, you my, can destroy or make anyone. No, no, my, my thing with Curtis has been... I. I'd, I'd rather he do something else, to be, to be brutally honest with you, because, number one, you lost the attorney general's race. Number two, you lost the second congressional district, and this will kill your political career. Yeah, uh, this is it, right? Three the, strikes and you're the, out. Three strikes out. This is it. And I wish my friend would not have put himself in that position. There are a lot of people, though, in the political genre that are in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> However, the, the thing with the polling is it's 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 almost sort of like, hey, look, I was number one in the, in the Indiana Week in Review poll. I was number two in this Who's Your Conservative poll but it's easy to check if you just, you know, this is an online poll. Yeah. Anyone who's ever done polling in the polling business, we're all going to sort of scratch our heads like, what like, what poll is, what are you talking about, like, online? I mean, I, on any policy, I do my little informal sure. statewide sur- survey. It's more I, like always, a, I always take them just to see if you can figure out which one is me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Eric Holcomb. Yeah. <laughs> Other. Yeah. And so, so for me, the thing is, why get your campaign off like this? Because the people who write about it, who follow it, this is going to be their first impression of you. Like mm-hmm. I said, no, first impressions matter. And we do things like this. To me, it takes away your credibility as a candidate in the long haul. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's a different way. It, it's uh, what is he going to be like as governor? Well, we we saw how he's going to be how he was as attorney general. Uh, he uh, had a had a not a good not a good run for Congress. So, well, look, but, but he, it's okay, a positive wait, 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 thing time, for him. Time, time out, though. You say he didn't have a good run for Congress. There were 93 people running. <laughs> he got second. 
He lost to the guy who was endorsed by the family of the lady who passed away. So, I mean, look, he didn't win. And I guess, you know, as one of the rappers famously said, I am number one, two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers. But that's not like he got got seventh. Well, no, it it wasn't. But I always think if you're not number one. Well, as Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and with all his and take experience, it from the two of us, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew, you knew that joke was going to come in sooner or later. Here, here's yeah. what I will say about both of you, though: I've never seen the two of you more happy than when you got out of politics. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a great life being with you. Yes, mm-hmm. look at that. Well, you I was both, that happy when I met William Shatner. Well, you both you both made terrible choices in hitching <laughs> your wagon over here. But look at the look at your smiling faces. Uh, okay, so is anybody? I still feel like this is a very boring governor's race so far. Somebody needs to do something to give me something to talk about. Yeah, well, they'll start summer. doing that after the mayor's races. Yeah, and it, and it's summer right now. Yeah, and uh, you're going to hear more and more once September comes, and and the political season will be on us, and uh, and and we'll be able to watch people goof up. <laughs> It's much better to talk about someone than to be talked about. Uh, a couple minutes left here. It's State House Happenings. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz. Let's talk about something you both know a little bit about, the Indy Mayor's race. Boy, Jefferson Shreve just keeps digging in that hole, doesn't he? You know, uh, I uh, uh, he he is a good friend of mine. Uh, I think that, uh, that and, and Abdul will agree with this, it is a struggle to find issues that, that resonate uh, when I was running for mayor, I either was uh, talking out of a pothole or I was talking at a crime scene, and that's all we did. And uh, it's it's just it's very difficult running against a an incumbent that in a in a uh, very very Democrat county, and uh, it's definitely a struggle. My my thing is this with with Jefferson's campaign, and I kind of relate this message to his, to his campaign folks is. The biggest issue right now for most people is public is public safety and roads are the two big yep. issues. I would say public safety now more than than roads. Yeah. If you're if you're going to go the public safety route, any proposal you have, politics has always been about addition, not subtraction. Right. So any policy that you put out, and Jim, I'm sure you'll agree with me, has to attract more voters and lose voters because you're going to gain voters on whatever you do, and you're going to lose voters on whatever you do. So you got to make sure you have a net net plus. Where where Jefferson, I think, sort of uh, made an unforced error was with his gun proposal. Number one, the legislature isn't going to do it. That's not going to happen. Number two, you basically alienated a good chunk of your base that believes in the Second Amendment and permitless carry. Right. And number three, you, you take the, you're taking your, your silver bullet out of your out of your chamber to go after Joe Hogshead because you basically adopted his proposal. Yeah. And number four... Why even why why go down why even go down this road? Because right. what you could have said with the, on the illegal gun possession was like, look, we're going to work with the legislature, you're going to work with public safety, we're going to work with you know anti-violence groups to do what we can to keep guns out of the hands of people uh, who shouldn't have them. Because here's the thing, if an 18 year old is going to go get a quote unquote assault weapon, they're not going to go to Don's Guns and buy it. They're going to get their 30th and Post Road in an alley at two o'clock in the morning. Well, and I talked to a, a former IMPD officer the other day, and he said this was so simple. Crack down on the penalty for people who have the illegal guns. Do you, we changing the, these changes to the gun laws aren't going to stop anything. Keep them in jail. Put them in jail. That's what's going to fix it. But in the grand scale of a campaign, uh, and <clears throat> I, on May tenth, after the May primary, I would have beat that drum for the next six months of where was Joe Hogsett yeah. in the May twenty riots. And, and, and Joe, what did you learn from him? Because 
that was chaotic. That was a freak show that night. Indy got painted. Indy got broken. What are you going to do next time? And what did you learn? And and you've got to beat that drum because it it resonates because people care about our city, and uh, and they see the paint on the statues. They see they see you know the brokens or, or the windows are were broken, but they've been fixed. The, Indy, Indianapolis is scarred right now, and and Joe Hogsett was AWOL that night. Uh, before we go, I want to give you both plenty of time to promote whatever schemes or scams you're working on these days. <laughs> uh, Jim, you can go ahead and go first. <laughs> Merit in the Morning with Brad Kloffenstein. Kloffenstein. Yeah, we're going to have John Ketzenberger next oh, week. And who who in the heck is that for he, somebody who might not he know? He is very concerned about nature oh, and uh me too yes and, and uh i'd like to see all the uh, farm fields stop getting plowed down and large concrete put on well, them john is right there and he's an old friend and i'm really interested to hear about his he's a former reporter and uh merit in the morning on thursdays next week abdul what are you uh plotting these days <laughs> uh no uh we're gonna uh the weekend show is back and uh back on our uh, normal schedule again we're gonna have our political panel uh jim Merritt's gonna be on oh. or beck mark rutherford can talk about some of the political scene of uh nationwide indiana also uh we're gonna talk to our good friend dr mad will about oh, yes. about the economy because we because kind of the economy almost seems sort of almost sort of schizophrenic you got uh, got low employment on one hand but inflation on the other so uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on there i like him not as much as i like you two but i like him all right Jim Merritt, the one and only, the fabulous, the talented Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the skinny Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Thank you, my friends. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Kim Shabazz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. And Abdul's on Twitter at A-T-T-Y Abdul, at A-T-T-Y Abdul. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Hakim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.